It's day five of the vlog. Can't believe it's day five already. This is so cool. Um, and I'm really having fun with this. So today we're going to take the next step into writing tests for our gem. So we've been, um, over the last few days, kind of doing some housekeeping and setting up our spec. Now we've got it set up. We wrote some pending tests. It's time to start thinking more deeply about where we're going. So um, something that we should do is take a look at the calendar class in Simple Calendar and think about all of the concepts that it needs to have. Um, so one of those big things that you'll notice in here, if you open this class is like we have some initialized setup code, um, but then there's lots and lots of stuff around rendering. So we have render, and I'm just going to delete this code. This should render the calendar, should render the calendar, render header, should, uh, it, it should render the header, obviously. I don't need comments because this is actually pretty obvious. So the table, so the, the header and then the table um, underneath that. And so then you've got, and the header is the one with the like next and previous links and the title of the calendar. And then the table actually has its own little header inside of it. Each week is a table row. Each um, day inside of there is a TD, so on. So we can... We can just kind of clear all those out and those should be obvious what they're doing. And then we get into all of these like helper methods that I've written here at the bottom. Um, and we can go through these and kind of think about what's going on. So I had this param name and I wanted it to be configurable. So the, the param in the URL is start date. Now this comes in or it has a default and the default start date is going to be the one that determines how the calendar should render. So if you give a month calendar um, a start date of May 3rd, then it's obvious that you should render May as the month calendar. So we want to use the start date or some type of, um, type of parameter to figure out which uh, which display of the calendar we should use. So we actually need to make sure that we have a test for that. Um, it has a param. Let's see, how do we want to think about this? So it needs a param and that, it has a param that determines the start date of the calendar. So, it also needs to generate a default date if no start date is present. So this is one of those things that regarding the date range actually, um, it has some work that it needs to do. So if you have a calendar and you have no start date, then today being uh, July or June 28th should not render July, it should render June, and it should just have this, we're at the end of the June month. And maybe if you're doing a two-week calendar, maybe you want the beginning of the week to display and then next week in July to display. 
So all of these calendars need to work differently, but they're all going to have some things in common, which is a start date and a range of dates. And the parameter name in the URL um, maybe doesn't need to be customizable. I actually don't know how many people are customizing the start date param name, and it might be nobody, and maybe we don't need to, um, to allow that to be configured. I probably don't think it needs to be configurable, um, but I did it before, and I'm not quite sure if people need that. So if you are watching this and you have an opinion on that, leave a note in the comments or in a GitHub issue, and we can make sure that we cover that because I think it's something important to think about. Um, I definitely wrote it before with some intentions. Um, this is another concept that I added uh, as the gem grew was the idea of events. So most people were rendering this calendar and they didn't have the understanding that if they have an array of events and you're displaying a calendar, for each day of the calendar, you could just grab out the items from the array and print them in there. So it was more useful for me to say, give me all of your events, just tell me which column to sort them on, and then I will pull them out and give them to you each day. Um, it's really no magic. All I'm doing is grabbing the ones for the specific day based upon the um, start time or whatever field you're using to determine which day it goes in. So I normally call it start time, um, and that was that was it. So this does no magic, but it saves you from having to write that code inside the view or in a helper or something like that. So it saves you some time. Um, so yeah, we should also uh, it we should also write a test for it and accepts an array of events. It sorts the events and it uh, it yields the events for each day. So we'll have to come back through all these tests and probably clear up the language a lot. But um, this is definitely a concept that we want to handle in the gem. Um, so we'll have to have this like concept of events. And so this code we can just get rid of for now. We'll probably make some very similar code to what uh, we've written before. But that's all saved nicely away in the master branch because we're working in a new branch. Now we've got some previous links, the default title, which is empty, the default next link, which is also empty. All of these things are um, things that we should probably uh, have. So we've got tests for those, those three. Um, ideally though, like we don't want these to be called default whatever because um, we're trying to make this much more friendly to use. And we were using options before, so you'd pass in the next link option, you'd pass in the title option, and that would um, handle it. So I was already kind of using the name title, and then there was a default that it would fall back to. And because we're like duplicating things, um, I ended up naming this stuff that way. And really, you should just be overriding this class and using that instead. So. We also have a default header for the table, which is a bunch of nested loops uh, or blocks, actually, nested blocks. Um, 
just kind of ugly looking. So maybe that's another thing too, is that if you've noticed here that I've done all of the rendering inside of Ruby, it might make us a lot more sense to render a partial and to actually have a partial for these things. So maybe that is what um, we can do in this refactoring is use ERB to render partial and save us from writing all of this view helper code inside of, of there. Um, so we'll see, we have a lot of work to do to do that, uh, but maybe we can do that and maybe, um, maybe we can come up with a really great way of handling those. Maybe month calendars actually have their own view and maybe we can just make, a, make these views that you could generate. I'm not sure, we need to think about that. So here's the start date that we were uh, talking about before. It either gets the option passed in or it looks for a param or it sets the default to the current time. Um, the date range takes the calculation of the number of days and then it goes to the start date and then figures out how many number of days we want the calendar to display and then adds that to the original date to get to figure out what the end date is. So that could definitely be cleaner as well. And the last piece that we have here is the default TD classes, which are, um, these are all the classes that automatically get applied to the days. So if you're trying to style the calendar, um, which almost everybody wants to do. I've tried added a lot of helpful classes into the, um, the class attribute on the HTML tag. So then you'll get like today, past, future, start date, previous month, next month. All of these apply if they match the, um, the rule afterwards. So if the date matches the current calendar date, then um, it will display these things accordingly. So your CSS can just say, cool, let's make all the previous and next months like grayed out. And then we'll ignore those or whatever. So that's really nifty. Um, and there's all, all these little helpers. And I think we're gonna make sure that we keep all of those as well. Cause I think they're really, really useful. And get option last but not least is uh, a way for me to grab the, it's like basically this little helper to determine like, should the options get passed in? Should they be called? Should we execute those? Whatever. Um, so when the options being configured for the event or, or for the calendar were passed in, it could do some magic and it's, it's complicated and something we don't need. So, We've kind of stripped out a lot of what we've got. We have some adder readers and we've delegated some methods to the view context. Um, and that's how we can call link to and other view um, related things inside of this Ruby class. Ideally, we're gonna do this inside a template, I hope. Um, but we'll see. I, calendars aren't really as complicated as people think. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we're gonna want to do that, but they can definitely be, they're very specific what people want. So maybe we end up not sticking with Ruby and not doing uh, templates, because that can be a little tough, but we'll see. So now is one of those moments where we have kind of a big wide open space uh, to explore in. 
I have all this code that we've written in the past, and I know how that generally works, and it produces decent code. It's not the most maintainable, and it's not the most fun to work with either. Um, and because calendars are very view-centric, I'd love to be able to use the code that we're writing in the views. I'd love to be able to give you the views as the user, um, and you could just override those things. So maybe Simple Calendar just generates a template and like has helper methods for you to go through there. I I don't I don't I'm not super sure yet. Um, and that is another thing that like there's another table for gem or let's see table what was it? There's another calendar in Rails gem. Um, of course, simple calendar shows up in searches. Um, there's a there's like this older gem that would help you generate tables and a lot of people are using it for calendars. Um, I can't seem to find it off the top of my head. Uh, table calendar, table builder. There it is. Um, this was great. It looks like it's moved to another owner. Um, it was actually great. I used it all the time and it, you would basically make a table for some objects and then it would help you like pull out um, the body and rows for all of those things. And actually, that's what Simple Calendar is doing behind the scenes. But I'm hiding all of this stuff inside of a Ruby class instead of inside of your template. And I'm not sure if this is the direction I want to go because one of the pieces that I liked... So here's the calendar for at tasks. So you could put the... Um, the header rows in, or header columns in there, the days, the tasks, it would help you do all of that. And I believe that it, um, yeah, I believe it could do quite a bit, but um, I wasn't really happy with this because this was like really complicating my views. And I don't know, I'd like to maybe explore this approach again and see if I can improve on their uh, table generator in the views, but I'm actually very hesitant that it's the direction I want to go. So this is where test-driven development can kind of break down. And if I were to go and do this with normal test-driven development, we'd have to scrap all of that, probably spend a lot of time writing tests and like dealing with views that I don't know if I want to do or not. So we're going to go spike this out. And spiking is just this concept of like, just go write code. Don't worry about testing or any of that stuff. Go see if that's an idea you want to continue with. Um, and then come back and reevaluate once you've like figured out um, if it's good or not. So that's what we're going to do tomorrow. I'm going to generate a new Rails application. We'll write a bunch of new code inside of that and see if it's anything that seems appealing or not. Um, and it will probably come out similar to this calendar for, and I'm a little afraid of that. I don't, I don't like where that's headed. Um, but I also don't like the idea of having all of this code for rendering inside the Ruby class. So maybe there's a balance we can strike. Um, this one was pure Ruby that I wrote. The, uh, the table builders, like pure view code. Maybe there's a balance we can strike and really hit this thing, um, in the sweet spot, I'm not sure. So I don't want 
to use testing too much to slow me down. Well, I'm not putting much time into this every day. So it's, it's tests should help you be confident that your code is going to work, but it's still up to you to make design decisions. So don't let test-driven development like guide everything you do. You're still a human being. You have to trust your gut on things. So we will talk tomorrow, and that is what we're going to start doing. We're going to start spiking out some code and see if the Ruby and, and templating and all that jazz works out. We'll see. I have no idea where we're going. It may be a waste of time, and we might be right back where we started two days from now. We'll find out. Peace.